Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. Hello, Dreamfesters. Welcome to the Dreamfest podcast. This is the show where I invite a special guest to curate their Dream Festival lineup with the help of a handy dandy time machine. Don't forget to sign up to the Patreon at patreon.com slash dreamfestpod to get this show before anyone else. I'll even give you a little shout out on the show. But you'll also get extra content and bonus questions. In today's case, over 20 minutes extra with my guests. Yes, I said guests because I have two thirds of the brilliant band Odd Man's Box, Mr. Andrew Souter and Miss Piera Onako. Now, Andrew and Piera have a side project called Rogers and Onako. Rogers and Onako, I hear you cry, but you said Andrew Souter. I know I did, Dreamfesters, but for this new project, he's only gone and changed his name, hasn't he? And we'll kick off this podcast finding out why. Don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast and leave us some positive reviews so more people can find it and listen to it and we can keep making them because at the moment there's no flipping festivals, are there? But anyway, I'll be back at the end with some handy-dandy links. But for now, let's sit back and relax as we curate the Dream Festival lineup of Rogers and Anako. Enjoy. <laughs> stage name i think i don't like the thought of people uh like listening to a song and then thinking it's like purely autobiographical oh that andrew suter he is like this based on the music yeah william can be weirder than me okay but if they don't know that that's not your real name well they're not just thinking that anyway sure yeah (laughs) (laughs) i just hate the idea of it being like andrew suter releases bad album you know right as if it's William, William Rogers releases bad album, uh, it's like, oh, that guy, he's, okay. you know, yeah. That's what yeah. it's about. A soft, <laughs> soft blow to your esteem. Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how did, you, how did you land on William Rogers? I like how weird it sounds. Like yeah. the dog William, it just sounds um, kind of eccentric, which I like. Yeah, so is it William William? That's, William, that's William you... Rogers, yeah, yeah. So, shall I call you Double <laughs> Willie? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, or double bill that that makes sense double bill that's quite good actually that's very good yeah yeah double bill Uh, rogers kind of sounds like a i don't know a porn thing i don't know well this is the (laughs) this is the issue because my handle on social media i couldn't get william william rogers for one of the platforms so i was like okay i'll be rogers with a d but then i realized that sounds like fucks with a dick (laughs) that's why i'm trying to communicate to the public that's that's not the stage persona you were looking for was it exactly yeah (laughs) let's talk about broadcast because you've got this ep out at the moment as we speak called rogers and anako play the broadcast songbook so tell me about broadcast where where did the idea come from are you i'm presuming you guys are fans of broadcast right yeah. Was it just there was just a shot in the dark that you decided to, <laughs> was to like, cover some broadcaster? And can we uh, hitch our wagon too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So where so where does it come from? When were you first aware of broadcast, and where, where did the idea first come to start covering some of their some of their songs? I got I got into them when I was sort of 
16 or 15 or 16. I remember hearing them on the John Peel show and buying the first few albums and really being into them. And then I think they fell off my radar, that album Tender Buttons. I think that came out when I was at uni and I have no memory of it coming out at all. Mm. So I, I sort of like fell away from them a bit. And then it's just the past few years, me and Pierre and Nathan in Obman's Box, our band, he is into them as well. But I don't remember how it came up as a common... Uh, I think it was just one of those things that we, one of those um, bands that we collectively obsessed over, probably. Yeah. Like, we all just realised that we wanted to, like, take influence from them, Mm. I I think. Yeah, yeah. Like, like we'd have that sometimes with certain, certain artists where the three of us just seem to love them at the same time yeah <laughs> so so where did you first hear them Piero? to be honest i don't think it was that it was probably only a few years ago i wasn't really aware they weren't really on my radar until i certainly until i got to birmingham and then i must have just picked them up along the way from the fact that they are so sort of held in such high regard mm. obviously everywhere but particularly here because of because they're from around here so um yeah i, I couldn't pinpoint exactly when but I think it was probably perpetuated by us. I don't know. Nathan. Was it Nathan? Maybe it was Nathan. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, <laughs> Somebody. I don't <laughs> Some bit, just lots of people we know being into them, I guess. Yeah. But when, when Obman's Box the movie gets made, it will be self-produced, obviously. Um, but when, when that goes into, into production, like there will be a, a scene where we're all like having a drink and suddenly a mutual love of broadcast just mm. descends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But why just the two of you then and not the whole odd man's box unit? <laughs> ah, this is this is the bit where the tension comes in in the film, yeah. isn't it? Uh, the conflict. <laughs> well, I can actually answer that. Uh, Nate, uh, let's see, Nathan and I, William and I, have always had this uh, idea of a side project that didn't quite come into fruition, mm. which was going to be called uh, Suits Magoots. Yeah. Which is a play on obviously Suter. Oh, it's not really a play, I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. It's just a silly, silly rhyme. Yeah. Um my real name. Your real name. Sorry. Yeah. That guy, Andrew Suter, is playing yeah. his name. And it was gonna be uh, it was kind of through a shared love of sort of stride and like yeah. um croony, croonery music, I guess. Yeah. Croonery singers. Mm. We kind of wanted to do something a bit so, like a piano vocal croon crooner thing. Slightly mm. jazz inflected. Yeah. Is that That's fair, fair to yeah. Say? Well I remember when the Suits Magoots <laughs> idea occurred, we started writing a song together which was in that style. Yeah. And it was this really fucking weird, like yeah, sort of like jazzy stride thing called Miss Lonely Hearts. And we played it to Nathan in a rehearsal. <laughs> and he's a very, very polite man. Right. But but he's also a man of, of opinions, and his opinions <laughs> and were and good taste. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think we we saw it would have to be a a side project. Right. So scene. Yeah. Is you guys playing you playing magoots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and him politely nodding along, but then going, "That's fucking terrible, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be involved." <laughs> what, are you, what are you thinking? Yeah. Yeah. That is in essence, yeah, you've captured it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wonderful. Who would play you in the film, by the way? You first, William. Well, I'm going to say Jermaine Clement from Flight the Concords. Okay. Just people say that I look like him. And yeah. Two lookalikes, he's the one I like. 
So I get compared to Jermaine Clement and Richard Osman. Yes. Richard Osman, I think, is a prick. So I don't want him any, anywhere near this project. Osman slander? Why don't you like Richard Osman? <laughs> Osman fucks. Yeah. yeah, you're practically named after him. Come on. <laughs> he's very uh, he's very self-satisfied. Yeah, he's done well for himself. So I can, yeah. Yeah, he should wear it lovely, wear it with more grace. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say Jermaine Clement because he's a cool and handsome guy. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to throw in Matthew McConaughey now as well. Okay. Bang. Yeah, it's there now. <laughs> yeah. McConaughey, McConaughey's in the picture. Mm-hmm. Get onto his agent. Yeah, yeah, I could, I can get behind <laughs> McConaughey. I just like the way it sounds. Yeah. You throw that line in somewhere. Sierra, <laughs> what about you? Who's playing you in the film of Oddman's Box, The Journey? I'm, I'm going to go with Helena Bonham Carter because that is a comparison <laughs> I've had, but I think it might just be my hair. But I have mm-hmm. had, I've had Helena Bonham Carter quite a few t- times. Yeah, um, I see that. But um, I think it might be the vibe, the mm. vibe and the hair more than anything. Um, yeah. I don't know. How, I, don't know really... I don't know how you'd feel about this, Piera. But oh dear. Okay. I, oh, here we go. I saw a photo of you know Rose Matafeo, the uh, yeah uh, New Zealand comedian lady. Yeah. She's had a haircut, mm. right? And she posted a photo of her new haircut on Instagram, and it's basically your current. Uh-huh. And she's very hot right now you know she's uh she's doing well for herself sweet so jermaine clement rose matfeo bring ah it. the new zealand connection very yeah, good yeah, yeah. I, I can i can roll with that <laughs> i mean the issue is that the Oldman's box story will be self-produced i have to reiterate that it will be like maybe a, a kickstarter and so i'm not sure we can pull that kind of talent mm, we might have to play ourselves <laughs> yeah. <laughs> certainly certainly throw cameos in there of yourself. That would be good. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back to the songbook because it's a four track EP. It's lovely stuff. Um I loved this the first single from it, um, Tears of the Typing Pool. It just yeah, it was absolutely lovely and I've enjoyed the rest of the EP. They've got a big quite a big cat back catalogue. So is there any plans to do any more of it or is it just small projects, bang, done? <laughs> Is this oh, is this the, the hair? Are we plugging? We could plug. Is that I, that's that's why you looked at me to plug? No, I was just you, are, I was just you are allowed to plug. I mean, I'll ask you for stuff at the end of at the end of the podcast for stuff you want to plug, but you can plug now if you like. Well, the only I guess the only upcoming plan is I think we're performing the songs and possibly a couple more mm. uh, at the hair. We're doing mm. a snake gig, which is entirely fitting of the kind of. I guess the the, the duo yeah. uh, sort of schmoozy mm. vibe that we're going for. Yeah. So yeah. um that's kind of it really that we've got coming up right. Yeah. Related to it. But the point yeah. is we have to scrape together some more material. Yeah. So right. if anyone wants to like you know, if anyone wants to dive in and suggest some uh, songs then for us to add some broadcast songs that's not a bad idea you know a shout out we could do a, like a poll a social oh, media yeah. poll saying what broadcast song do you want to hear yeah yeah content right oh oh yeah presence yeah. engagement yeah like buzzwords yeah. we have to have nowadays <laughs> lovely stuff well guys um we'll we'll do the proper plugging at the end of the show but we are here to curate your dream festival lineup which i'm very excited about uh, i've only had one sort of couple 
as it were before uh, and they got on really well and they uh, they talked through all their their choices have you guys largely agreed on your your sort of lineup there's been a lot of bickering and, and well, uh, disagreements and whatnot. We more sort of divvied it up, didn't we? Yeah. But then yeah. I think we do cross over on most of it, I would say. Yeah. I think there's probably one choice of mine which you would find tiresome. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of two. But... But the two, okay. Yeah, I like all of Piera's choices and you like all but two of mine. So that's not yeah. bad, you know. All but, all but two. <laughs> one of them is definitely a joke, so. It's not. It's no joke. Okay, well, it's, it's no... <laughs> it has to be. You're deadly serious. Yeah, yeah. Is it suits me goots? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, lovely. But before we get to that, we are going to talk a little bit about live music, as I like to do, uh, and I like to ask my guests uh, a few questions about live music. We'll take it in turns. But my first question is: Do you remember the first gig that you ever went to? I do. I remember the first. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I went to ones before that were less notable, but the first notable gig I went to was I saw a reformed version of the Buzzcocks at (laughs) Auburn Arena (laughs) with my dad. And so I was, I I think I was probably like 12. So I probably had seen stuff before that, but that's the one I really remember because I was kind of sandwiched between lots of shirtless middle-aged men, like Mm. sweaty middle-aged men. One of them was my dad. Like my, I remember my dad taking his shirt off, which I was really... <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was kind of sandwiched in loads of ex-punk middle-aged men. But it was great. I had a great time. So did you actually enjoy the gig or did you yeah. just get covered in sweat? I, I was. I think I was covered in a lot of uh, other people's sweat. But I did really enjoy it because I, I really liked the Buzzcocks when I was that age. So that was like the first one I remember wanting to like probably you know, saying that I was up for because I knew their material. How are they How are they looking? Uh, I think they were look, looking quite... Well, I've seen... The thing is, I've seen loads of either reformed or ageing rock bands. Mm. Like, I've, I have seen quite a lot. I've seen ACDC, <laughs> I've seen Iron Maiden, I've seen Faith No More, and they all look the same, slightly bloated. Mm. Um, but having a great time. Yeah. Were well, these all with your dad? I saw ACDC with my dad and Iron Maiden. But I saw Faith No More at Download with my sister. That sounds good. Uh, that was very good. Yeah. How about Excellent. You? Double bill, how about you? Well, can I just ask before I answer that question? Yeah. You know the guy from ACDC who wears the flat cap? Yeah. It's just occurred to me. Brian. Is, that, is that because... Yeah, Brian... Uh, Brian Johnson. 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 Yeah. Johnson. Sorry. Is the flat cap because he's got a receding hairline? Is that why? I don't think so. Hadn't he no. always wore it? He wore it. Okay. Yeah, okay. since like the... 70s or whatever mm. because oh. angus young used to wear the little schoolboy cap didn't he yeah he was, he was full schoolboy when i saw him and yeah. he was about in his 50s i'd say when i saw yeah, him yeah it's creepy isn't it i'd I... expect nothing less yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my first gig was granddaddy ah i remember granddaddy you had to out cool me didn't you i think the reform buzzcocks is pretty cool mm. i think that's cool <laughs> i think uh, that's pretty cool yeah what wasn't cool was, I, so I went to see Grandaddy, I think I was 13. Is that, do I get cool points for that? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool, yeah. More so um, than if it was when you were like 26. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was, it was uh, two years ago. <laughs> uh, but all my co- cool points fall away because I bought a, like a little Grandaddy beanie hat 
at the merch table afterwards that said it was just a bit of a plain beanie hat that just said granddaddy on it and i wore it to school the next day and was teased so much that i never wore it again oh <laughs> went straight to the back of the wardrobe yeah because they thought you were just wearing a beanie that said grand they didn't know that that was a band yeah they thought yeah they just thought i was uncultured swines i know say you've not heard the software slum come on guys <laughs> It's like, oh, granddaddy. <laughs> Dickheads. <laughs> well, I think they're both very, very cool first gigs, so congratulations. Now, we've had a few gigs happen recently, uh, so my next question is, what was the last gig you went to? Have you been to any gigs since the reopening, or has it been sort of pre-pandemic? I think I've only been to ours, I think. <laughs> okay, yeah. one that wasn't your own. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm trying to think. That was a while ago then. Yeah, it was it was definitely pre pre pando, pre panny. Yeah. Uh, so I think it was. Uh, I can't. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah, so it was obviously right. it was obviously um, thrilling. Oh, I have been. No, I have. I'm talking. Well, I didn't actually say anything, but in my head, I was trying to <laughs> frantically remember. I've been to the dog like four times. Mm. Spotted dog to see the okay. light. So mm. yeah, that was great. So the last gig I saw was, yeah, pretty heavy live jazz set. So heavy jazz. Who was on? Do you remember? It was. Well, I do, because it was all great mates. It was mm. Nathan <laughs> playing drums, uh, Ben Muirhead on bass, um, Chris Young playing sax. Sax, yeah. And Elliot Sunson playing piano. So it was a pretty, it was a pretty good lineup uh, of shit hot, <laughs> shit hot cats. <laughs> Some shit on cats. We've got all the lingo going. Yeah. I know. Okay, well, as you can't remember the last gig you went to, uh, Double yeah. Bill, is there a gig that you really want to go to once everything's sort of like ready and prepared for you to enter the arena? Yeah, I want to go and see Black Midi because they're playing. I want to see them. Do you? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I need to figure out and, and book. Uh, well, finding out who the coolest person in this duo is. <laughs> <laughs> It's becoming clear. Yeah, I think it's always been clear. Um, but yeah, they're playing at the Mill, I think. Yep. In September, so. and I think they're. Yep. I, I've listened to. I haven't listened to the new album, but the first one's really good. And I've just heard that they're like really exhilarating. Is probably what the Guardian called them. <laughs> exhilarating live band. So, yeah. Lovely but, stuff. Okay, well, Black Midi will await you. I'm sure they'll be patient and wait for you. But what do you remember? The what was the best gig you've ever been to? Let's go go with you first of all, Bill. The best gig you've ever been to? I don't know. I, I don't think there's a best, but the one that I remember most fondly of an evening mm-hmm. is Leonard Cohen mm. at, at the at the NEC in like 2009 or something. It was like his comeback tour. So he got his manager embezzled loads of money off him. Oh, nice. So he basically did a tour to recoup his uh, his fortune. Mm. So he could have just half-assed it, but it was like a really, really great set. And he was really funny and uh, played all of the all of the bangers. And I just loved it. It was great. The, the bangers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the first Lenny Cohen fan we've had on this show, so... You're in, you're in quite good company, actually, so don't worry about it too much. It's okay. Wear it with pride. Yeah. Pierre, what about you? What's the best gig you ever went to? One of the most, I'm probably going to go sort of just instantly memorable, but also definitely one of the best was I saw Primus at, where was it? 
I think it was the O2 actually but it was a seated gig and they so it, it basically they did the first half of the set I was slightly miserable because I, I like Primus but I don't you know I'm not like a mega fan but then the second set they did they 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 did an entire set of uh, songs from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> no way. <laughs> stage story, setup. Yeah, yeah. It was mental, and they had all like the images from the film, like the, the you know the the good film, the seventies one, hmm. all sort of chopped up and psychedelic, and they had like a huge stage setup going on with. Ma- huge mushrooms and you know like it, um, yeah it was all very weird but it was definitely like I think by that point because I was a bit miserable I'd had like several pints so mm. I just suddenly was switched to this is the the best gig of my life right <laughs> <laughs> so uh that was definitely definitely did um, they um did they do the shit song you know the one where um the mum is like doing the washing in the oh. big barrel I can't remember if they did actually if they did then it fell flat no the, yeah. they did the, it was mainly the ones that can translate into sort of slightly Tom Waits-esque kind of right, they, right. I think they had like a xylophone player and it was all sort of like <laughs> you know it was all quite weird and yeah. Tom like, Waits is, is famously all blub, 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 blub. Blub, blub, yeah, so yeah. that was meant to be as uh, am I even thinking of a xylophone is that marimba. the right thing a marimba that's yeah. marimba of some sort yeah yeah. yeah, he threw all sorts in there, didn't he? Big, to be fair to him, big thing. I would love to hear Tom Waits do, um, you know, what do you get if you guzzle down sweets? Well, oh, sounded like yeah. they sounded like because it was all right, yeah. so it was quite Waits esque. Nice. So, if you that is yeah, nice, it yeah. was very nice, yeah, it's yeah, very, class. very weird. That would work. Good call, okay, brilliant. Well, we are here today because I have uh, arranged a festival. Now, I've done absolutely everything. I've sorted the food trucks, put the stages up, the lights, uh, the invites have gone out, wristbands, everything, except I forgot to book the bands. Oh, oh for God's sake. I know. It's just mm, every time. It happens every week. I don't know. I, I can't write a reminder on my phone. Um, so I need someone to go and uh, grab some people from the annals of time because I have a time machine. You'll be pleased to know. And... The pleasing thing about that is that you get to choose the form of which this time machine will take. So it could be any mode of transport that you would like to travel in. How would you like to travel through the annals of time to pick up your guests? (laughs) Piera, I just need to digest that question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ooh, horse and cart. Horse and cart, yeah. Do you drive? I don't drive. Do you know what I okay. really mean and say Andrew's uh, car that he's Williams. learning in? Sorry, William's uh, car that he's learning in. Then I decided not to be mean. But then as he said that, yeah, that's I've vicious. now decided. We can request edits, right? <laughs> After we finish recording, we can request edits. I leave edit. everything in. Yeah. No, I'm joking. I can edit. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, really. Just whenever Pierre is cruel, just uh, cut that out. <laughs> it's podcasting uh, gold. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I went on an electric scooter once and had a good time. So <laughs> I'd like to rekindle that memory. Oh, Brilliant. Electric scooter. Electric scooter it is. Wonderful yeah. stuff. Okay, well, the day before the festival opens, there are some bars open, so you can have a little bit of a, a drinky-poos if you so uh, wish to, uh, and you can have a little bit of a revel with your, your festival goers. So the next morning, 
it's, it's late night. The next morning, the festival starts. There's some music to wake up to. In fact, they're outside your tent. So who is your wake-up call? Could be a gentle one. Could be a rude one. Who's going to be outside your tent to wake you up? It's going to be uh, Dusty Springfield. Nice. So as I part the, the tent door and, and, and poke my head through, I just see Dusty Springfield, her bouffant glistening yeah. in the morning light, and she's singing something really sexy, like Breakfast in Bed, or, <laughs> or um, uh, just a little love in early in the morning, something like that. And she's singing it, even though she was a lesbian, she's singing it directly at me. Yeah. Uh, with lots of, um, you know, eye contact. <laughs> uh, there has to be eye contact. All excited and ready for the ready for the festival. <laughs> Brilliant. That's a great answer because I think she's got a sexy voice. Oh yeah, Bill, I really do. Just to clarify, so yes, we, we prepared these answers before the the, the record. And I was, my motive was not because I wanted to be turned on by Dusty Springfield. <laughs> it's just as I was talking, I, I picked the scene. It was quite uh, alluring. Yeah, you could have picked her at any point during the festival, but you chose it when you were in your pants. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And sheepishly sticking my head out of the tent flap. <laughs> Dusty! <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, Dusty Springfield is the perfect way to get up and ready for your festival, I think. Wonderful. Well, you've managed to wipe the sleep from your eyes. You've dropped a couple of painkillers. You might have a bit of a heavy head. Grab yourself a nice little breakfast. The festival is about to start, but who is setting the tone, putting out your festival vibes? Who is opening your show? This is my choice, uh, but I think it was resounding, I mm-hmm. think, yeah, yeah. which is we're going to have a bit of can. We're going to get kraut heavy. Yeah. <laughs> I think Cannes have made an appearance in this festival before, actually. Where did you guys get into Cannes? Uh, well, Andrew's just... never to be, it was nine or something, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, the midwife was playing it. Just <laughs> <laughs> playing Tago Mago. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember. Actually, no, to be fair, I think I had, I had enjoyed a bit of Cannes in the recesses of my past, but I think it was you getting like, big into them that made me listen more yeah so okay so i should reel in the the scave yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what what do you think makes them a good festival opener i think because sometimes you just need some serious jams and they are they are something of a jam band that you know they could just keep going with the same the same sort of uh repetitive but compelling riff Mm. or idea and if you are just sort of getting into the swing of things, sometimes you do just want to sort of groove to something. And I think they'd be good for that, you know. Yeah. Not in a belting a song mood, more in a kind of just, yeah, just chilling and listening. Mm. Yes. And they, they do great uh, kraut work. A bit of a, a, bit of a joke <laughs> for you there. Uh, it's a good pun. Right. I'll, accept, I'll accept it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. Sorry. <laughs> They can and have opened your show. Mm-hmm. Thank, you. Thank you. It is now time for your secret guests. So suddenly some flyers are appearing amongst the crowd with the promise of an exciting previously unannounced guest set. So who is going to wow your audience, blow their socks off? <laughs> so I'm going to tell you my thinking before I tell you the act. Go for it. Okay, so 
when the band did their farewell tour. The they, band. The band. They the band. had loads of special guests. So it was announced as the band plus special guests. And then mm. people went to the gig and then it was like Joni Mitchell, Dylan, like Van Morrison, all these amazing names, but none of them were announced. So that'd mm. be an incredible experience. It'd be so exciting. On YouTube, there is a series of videos of a gig by Pavarotti. Okay. Called Pavarotti and Friends. Right. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. And I, if I've had a bit too much to drink, I will get back from the pub and watch Pavarotti and Friends on my own. <laughs> and basically, yeah, it's, it's Pavarotti and loads of ageing rock stars. So that Brian May is there, Bono, uh, Lou Reed... Mm. and others and it's fucking it's so funny what <laughs> what, what what era was this when was this uh 90s noughties 90s noughties okay around then but it's like honestly just watch Pavarotti and Lou Reed singing Perfect Day no really such pleasure because Lou Reed is doing a kind of he's like playing around with the melody and being super cool yeah he's going like such a burning day, you know, trying to be all like uh, artistic. And then Pavarotti comes in and has clearly sung it like once before in his life and just goes, oh, yeah. Yeah. and it's amazing. So imagine, don't know, you don't, you're at the festival, you don't know Pavarotti's going to be there. Pavarotti, Pavarotti comes on, everybody shits themselves with excitement. Yeah. And then Bono it's like, oh my God, it's well. Bono. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's Brian May, and for some reason Brian May is singing. Oh, can he sing? Can he sing? Not well. No. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's it's amazing, and I would partly this is you know I'm just trying to signal boost Pavarotti and friends uh, for any listeners. Like honestly, check it out; it's really great. Right. So. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. So, so Pavarotti's making. So when when it's and friends, are you having the friends that he's already sung with, or have you got any? sort of other guests that you'd like to see him sing with. Oh, that's fun. Do you know who I, I've thought we, we haven't dropped in and that we should, and who would be great in a mm. duet would be Jarvis. Oh, Pavarotti <laughs> and Jarvis Cocker, yeah. And Cocker, yeah. Oh, doing, pen, doing pencil skirt, yeah. <laughs> Hang on, but which bit would Pavarotti sing? Um, when oh, you're in your pencil skirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> I only come around because I know it makes you sad. I love that so much. Yeah. You oh. can even bring your baby. Yeah. Or, you know that pop song, This Is Hardcore? Oh, where the opening line is, This Is Hardcore, You Make Me Hard. So you've got Pavarotti going, oh, This Is Hardcore, You Make Me Hard. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be really good. It would be very good. Yeah. Oh, why did that never happen? Can I also have Jarvis waking me up and, you know, in the, in the dusty style? Doing the, doing the in eyes. my tent. Yeah, giving me yeah. bedroom eyes. We, yeah. can, we can make that arrangement, yes. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> if he's already appearing with Pavarotti. Then yeah, he's already around. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay, can. so Pavarotti and friends are your secret guests. It's going to blow everyone away, especially yeah. Pavarotti's voice. I think a few ear defenders might be needed. So it's now time to go and get some grub. So mm. what are you going to get? What's your first of all, your festival grub? What's going to keep you sustained for the rest of the day? Well, I've gone with a, a hearty burrito, you know, full of everything. Because it yeah. just, 
it's such a dense thing, isn't it? I, like, I could probably, if I ate that at maybe like late morning, that could see me through. That could probably see me through to the evening mm. if I was boozing as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, easily. So uh, that's my. What's your What's your feeling going to be? Oh, probably just um, drugs. Drug, <laughs> drugs burrito. <laughs> um, yeah, stuff full of needles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, syringe burrito. Drug user. Flipping it. Lots of guacamole in it, probably rice, probably like roast vegetables. I do quite like really oily roasted vegetables. Mm. Lots of aubergine. Are you, veg- are you vegetarian, Piero? I eat fish, so I'm a pescatarian. Pescatarian. So yeah. Maybe I'd have some fish in it, but I do like a, a roast veg burrito. Yeah, I can go for some of that. But you, William, what are you going to eat? I'm going to have a prawn madras. <laughs> prawn madras. Yeah. When do you not? Yeah. Nice and spicy? Yeah, yeah. I think no, there's no time of day or night when a prom address isn't welcome. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it's sustaining because it's, it it's, you know, it's very hearty. Yeah. yeah. It's going to keep you going. Would you not, is, is a madras as sort of as hot as you're going to get? I think on, uh, yeah, if I'm, if I'm camping at this level. <laughs> <laughs> well you get a tent to yourself <laughs> yeah i don't want to go yeah i don't want to venture you guys don't have to share i mean you know yeah, yeah you don't yeah. want you don't want dusty and jarvis going to the wrong tent oh yeah oh, well yeah i think, I think, I think we, we could swap we could swap <laughs> we could swap <laughs> yeah lovely okay well the burrito and the prawn madras are on its way and while uh, your food is being prepared a stage has been set up someone's going to come and do an acoustic set for you now it could be uh, an acoustic artist or a non-acoustic artist but they're going to get out their acoustic guitars or pianos or or whatever and they're going to serenade you while you eat so who's that going to be that's going to be leonard cohen uh just to bring <laughs> him up again yeah uh, but specifically leonard cohen in the early 1970s right so because there's a really good dvd of him playing the isle of Wight festival and he apparently the story is that he took uh i want to say mescaline or something he took some drug before going on stage at like four in the morning and his eyes are like incredibly dilated and he looks really intense and it's a great set and the banter is great and it would just be i would love it and he's playing all his bangers and he's playing all the bangers yeah. Yeah. mind you don't you know spill your prawn madras down yourself <laughs> yeah 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 good stuff okay well uh if uh you finish your burrito and you finish your prawn madras leonard cohen's wandered off into the uh into the festival to go and i don't know take some more drugs or something i don't know whatever he was on um it's now time for the local acts so we like to give a bit of love to the local scene now you're both on the uh, on the local scene, but Pierre, you you say you're from down south. So, have you gone for someone from down south, or are you going to go for someone from the Birmingham area? Uh, not someone from down south. Definitely someone from the Birmingham area. I'm relatively disconnected from the south now, having lived here for a number of years. So I couldn't even say who was who, who even yeah dry was on dry. <laughs> Are they from the south? I, I was imagining like specifically my area. Oh right, Enter right. Shikari from my area. But I wouldn't put them on. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, Anshikari. Um, 
Uh, yeah, so we're going to go local, and uh, it's predictable for anyone that knows, well, knows us. We're going to go. Not, for, you're not putting yourself on, are you? No, no. <laughs> that would be predictable. Um, we're going to go for the Nature Centre. Mm. The are... Nature Centre. Yeah. The second time they've been picked for this slot. Mm. Yeah, Fliss Kitson, she chose them, didn't she? She did. She Ollie, did indeed. Ollie was delighted by that. He'll be less happy when that we've chosen yes. them because you know <laughs> why? Why would he be less happy? Well, because we've done like we've done like double balls together and stuff, so he's yeah. used to us sucking his fawning uh, <laughs> all over him. <laughs> Whereas that, I think that was more of a like lovely surprise. Yeah. So you know, you know, you know the Nature Centre guys quite well, don't you? Is that right? Yeah. When you want to use, doesn't he have a podcast as well? About that's with me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There you go then. <laughs> but that's not why. That's not why we're choosing them. We don't want to do some kind of like podcast Q and A or anything at the festival. It's purely for their their bangers. I think. Well, that might be interesting though. Tell me so what, what's the podcast about? Go on. Well, you're going to retract what you just said about it being interesting. It, I, pod- I, I don't mind plugging other people's podcasts as as least interesting as it might you know turn out to be. But go on. Well, this is a great networking opportunity for me. Do you know the band Steely Dan? I know of the band Steely Dan, yes. Of the band Steely Dan. Okay, well, maybe we could get you on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We discussed uh, going chronologically through the Steely Dan discography, track by track. Right. Interesting. Uh, Yeah, and that's. I mean, I know some Steely Dan, but um, you know, I wouldn't say I was a a super fan or anything. You, you're not a super fan, though, right? No, I'm the skeptic. You're the skeptic. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to be coaxed uh, into liking Steely Dan by Ollie. Right. Uh, who really loves Steely Dan really? to us. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, a worrying level. Yeah. Say. Yeah. Has it worked so far? I've been pleasantly surprised by a couple of tracks, yeah. but I would not consider myself a Steely Dan fan. No. Yet. I think yet. Yet. But we're only yes. on one. So, yeah. Okay. How many albums did they do? Nine. <laughs> <laughs> and because I'm a, a weird masochistic idiot. I've agreed to do nine series. No way. Yeah. So, so you will be, you will be a Steely Dan fan by the end. Well, I like the Nature Sense. I think they're a very good band. Um, have you got any favourite songs of theirs, or is Ollie just going to have a heart attack if you uh, <laughs> if you start bigging him up anymore? I mean, no one can beat Breakfast Time. Breakfast that's Time a is great, great single. But mm. my favourite is Pavement Driver. Oh, that's a tune. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah that's a great song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they they are, I mean, we should... Amongst the Sheelings. Amongst, amongst the Sheelings is beautiful, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they're just very good, aren't they? Yeah, they're class. But uh, we should plug them. that They are currently putting out some singles that they recorded during lockdown, mm. uh, which are very, very good and very weird. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think I've listened to a couple of them. But is it Birds? Birds? Yeah. yeah. Birds. And uh, is it Ollie that's stood in the garden like a... a yeah. Yeah. Well, and can I introduce bird feeder. local scene beef here? Local scene beef, yes, please. So just to try and get a bit of. Uh, I was wondering when this would come up. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we could get a bit of uh, like heat around this episode of the podcast by yeah. stirring some beef. So basically, last August, I bought a yellow sailor suit in order to wear in a music video for my solo stuff, right? Right. I posted a photo of me wearing the sailor suit, this like yellow sou'wester thing, on Facebook. Ollie commented saying, lockdown vid, question mark. Right. Mm-hmm. Then 
six months later, he puts out the video to birds where he is wearing a yellow sailor suit. <sighs> He's and, still- and, what, and what would you like to say about that? What I'd like to say is, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> Turned into online therapy. <laughs> Ollie, I love you very much. I think you're a, you're a, a sweet, sweet man. But I don't believe you that it was accidental. <laughs> oh, shots fired. <laughs> Um, you hear that, Ollie? He doesn't believe you that it was accidental. He thinks you stole. You yeah. stole. <laughs> yeah, and you know, um, there's no, there's no bad blood here. There's no bad blood, but but just, just admit it. Just admit it. Just admit it. Right, we're going to have a full-on Jeremy Carl episode here. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie, if you'd like to come on the show and uh, and retort, <laughs> then uh, there's an open invitation. Maybe we can get you on together. Who knows? Maybe we can. Mm. Maybe we can sew some some buns, yeah, uh, and you know bring bring us all together. But yeah, otherwise you're a thief, Ollie. Smell you. Yes, my campaign is working. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely stuff. Uh, it's now time for the intimate set. So there's a tent that holds around thirty people. It's a bit of a squeeze. Who do you want to see up close and personal? Uh, Joni Mitchell. Ah, she's popped up on this a couple of times. Yeah. Intimately, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Why, why Joni? Because she's uh, she's really, really great. <laughs> she's really great. <laughs> I really, really like her. I like her music. Uh, uh, where, did your, where did your liking for Joni Mitchell come from? Well, I'm ashamed to say that when I first heard Joni Mitchell, I was really dismissive and rude about her because my mum used to play her a lot. Yeah, and I remember my mum and her friend used to, like, listen to... used to get drunk and listen to Blue and sing along and get tearful and nostalgic. And it used to really annoy me. So I, I was just like, oh, this is, you know, shit. Uh, and then, <laughs> but it must have, you know, it must have gone in somehow. Cause then now I'm, uh, yeah, I love her. Oh, it's yeah. actually quite sweet really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and every Christmas you put on river. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all weep together. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, what I like about Joni is that um, I think a lot of people just think, oh, she's just folk. Yeah. She does so much more than that, just that. She was hanging out with people like Lemmy as well, wasn't she, from Motorhead? Really? Yeah. Did you, when um, when Lemmy died, there was a, there was like various sort of stories that came out, and he was he was used to hang out with Joni Mitchell and like try and get her tunings from her because right. he, he'd try and work out her songs but couldn't. <laughs> And would always like to try and uh, try and get her tunings out of her, but he never could. Mm. So yeah, she had uh, she had a lot of influence. Did he ever sell her any Nazi memorabilia? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might, I might edit that bit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. No, he did he did collect Nazi memorabilia, right? Well, next we come to the full album performance so whose album would you like to hear played in its entirety this is my choice i've gone with uh fear of music by talking heads ah talking heads talking heads tell me about uh fear of music one i just think it's a great album because <laughs> i call it from you now i just think it's great it's really good it's really good really great really great it's just got some pretty weird tracks on it and I'd quite like to hear the whole thing delivered because obviously they get kind of pinned into a, I think a lot of their hits are the sort of speaking in tongues and mm. the era 
but um fear of music's quite sort of i don't know like a bit post not even post rock a bit art rocky i guess yeah so i'd quite like to hear i'll burn deliver mind i'd like to just hear that <laughs> exact exactly well, i heard i heard them described as executive funk before which i quite liked okay yeah no that's that's quite good funk, said that. funk in a suit funk in a suit yeah exactly yeah 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 because it is really funky but it isn't definitely isn't funk that's a good yeah whoever said that uh it was uh it was mr sean hammond on this very podcast do you remember where you first heard the album is it one that's always sort of always been with you? Is it quite recent? Oh, is it? Was it? Was it? Was it, was it double bill over there? Is, do I? What, what do I oh, have? I thought. Also, do you never remember this? Oh. <coughs> William, sorry, William, not Andrew. William, that guy, William. William introduced me. It was on that one, wasn't it? Okay. You know that. It does feel natural. For anyone listening, there are four people in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I I obviously knew who they were, but I wasn't into them. And then I got a schooling from you and Nathan, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I loved them. And, yeah. Just it. to clarify, when Pierre says a schooling, we just put talking heads on. Or it's going to accuse you of, like, mansplaining. Yeah, talking music. heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't go all out and have, like, a school bell. Go, ding a ding a ding right, time to sit down. Go on, yeah. get your pens and paper ready. Yeah. Come on, Piero, we're, we're going to have a bit of a schooling now. <laughs> we're going to have talking heads till 10am. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely stuff. Okay, talking heads it is. So the sun is going down. Party is about to really begin. Your headline is getting ready, but first, someone to get you warmed up. Now, I always think you can go two ways. You can go mild and mellow and dusky, or you can just go full out party mode. So which way are we going to go with this one? I'm going again. I think this is p- possibly a divisive one. No, I like I'm no. Them. Okay, so this is kind Not of as you, but... <laughs> yeah. This is mild and mellow and party time good vibes. Yeah, prefab sprout. Ah, hot dog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, like eighties prefab sprout. Yeah, would make me very happy because yeah, it's a nice like wistful bangers. You know, wistful bangers, lovely. I um. Hot Dog, or the king of rock and roll, should I say. It's one of the first uh, videos I ever showed to my little girl. Mm. And uh, she'll just routinely sing it every so often. Nice. Oh, that's adorable. Which is, which yeah. is great, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, didn't, I must admit, I mean, Prefab Sprout just sort of, uh, I mean, I'm a bit too uh, young to have really gotten into them. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but the spirit? Yeah, yeah, I'm old, an old soul. But I mean, I mean I'm older than you, but... Yeah, still, I'm I'm still too young to have actually got into it. So, how did you get into Prefab Sprout? Um, what, what what did I do wrong? <laughs> my, my friend Joe uh, texted me saying you will definitely like Steve McQueen, and then I listened to Steve McQueen, and it was the best thing I'd ever heard, and I got really like obsessed with it for ages. Yeah, so good, good recommendation. Yeah, isn't he? Is he still going? The guy from the the lead singer from Prefab. Uh, he's still making music, but he doesn't release it anymore. They, they, they put an album like I'm not sure how long ago, like a few years ago, and it's all right. But uh, the real, the real good stuff, the real hearty burrito, is like the sweet spot. Yeah, yeah, so great. <laughs> Any albums that people should look out for that they should really just delve straight into that one? Swoon and Steve McQueen. Swoon and Steve McQueen. Right, yeah. I'm making notes of that. 
if, if they could listen to Swoon, though, because I don't have any friends who like Swoon. So it'd be nice for me to have someone to talk to about it. Didn't you have a song called Swoon? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. I was just thinking that, like... Yeah. I mean, I must have known this at some point, but... Yeah. It's yeah. all making sense now. <laughs> yeah, I have very few original ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely stuff. Well, prefab uh, are off to Albuquerque. It is now time for the headline, the main attraction, and they're going to close your show. Who, who is your main attraction for your dream fest? The, the man. The say. man. The man. There are many men. Who is this particular man? Mr. David Bowie. Ah, uh, yeah. Who I'm sure has been mentioned. Do you know what? I don't think he has. No, that's, yeah, that's, that's cruel. Don't think he's ever actually come up on this on this that's podcast. Mental. We've had, a, we've had a few princes, a few Bruce Springsteens, but never Bowie. That's. I'm so. I'm actually very, very glad you said Bowie. You know that video you showed me, Pierre, of Bowie singing "Look Back in Anger," where yeah. he like he's on, he stands up. <laughs> It's better than it sounds. He's like sat on a sort of throne, is he? Or it's right, not. Right, it's just a chair. Throne. It's just a chair. Not even a throne. But he he makes it a throne. Yeah, he yeah. looks like he's sitting on a throne because yeah. he looks so sort of regal. Yeah, yeah. He stands up in a cool way. My question is, would would he do that as part of this set? Absolutely. Yeah. That would yeah. be integral to yeah. You know who I am. <laughs> he said. Yeah, it's the best bit. It's just great. It was great. Yeah, yeah he'd, and he'd do all the, he'd do like mainly 70s era. Yeah, um, I was going to say, do you have a favourite era of Bowie? I love, yeah, I mean, just usual Berlin trilogy, Station Station kind of vibe as well. Like, but then I love, I really like Black Star. So, mm. and I really like, I like some of the, yeah, the later ones. I just like all, actually, you know, I like early Bowie as well. I like, I like it. I love him. I'm I- <laughs> I just mentioned 80s Bowie. I really like 80s Bowie. Into 80s Bowie. Okay. I talking? like 80s Bowie. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, let, I love Let's Dance as a song. Let's Dance is, great, Let's yeah. Dance is good, yeah. but then... I China mean... Girl, all that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. Is that not problematic in 2021? Uh, it probably is. Well, I think he's problematic in 2021. I think well, he's... Because of all the underage... Yeah, women-y. so you just got to yeah. kind of... I just look ahead. Just ignore it. Just ignore it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> basically i mean that's the great thing about being a prefab sprout fan is there's no skeletons there's no in that cupboard no you didn't hear what it did, what it did to that frog you know you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> lovely stuff well david bowie has uh absolutely blown everyone away he's done a mammoth three-hour set incorporating all of the greatest bits of david bowie including 60s 70s not so much the 80s uh, and a bit of uh, black star as well it's wonderful stuff so the lights are going down on the stage someone mentions there's a little jam session happening at the top of the hill around the campfire so you're gonna you have a little tootle up there you can take some instruments if you like yeah uh, Pierre, I, don't, Pierre, I don't know if you're gonna lug a, a whole piano up there but you know maybe a small casio keyboard or something yeah um, but when you get there, someone totally unexpected is there and they want to have a little jam with you around the campfire to bring your festival to a close. Who is it? Uh, it's John Coltrane. I think we've had John Coltrane around the campfire oh, previously. Good. Yeah. Oh. Excellent. No, yeah. that's good. It's a good yeah. It's a good answer. I mean, it's a terrible idea because I wouldn't be able to keep up with him at all. Yeah. So I'd just be going like, <laughs> you know, with a shaker or something, just trying to look vaguely cool. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't strike me as a jazz. I know Pierre. You you've got more more of the jazz in you. But are you are you a jazz fan? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, although this festival has not been very jazzy. No, it hasn't actually. Yeah. No. 
Joni's a bit jazzy. Yeah. yeah. A bit of jazzy Joni. But that's great. John Coltrane, a little bit of jazz to round up your festival. That sounds like a wonderful, wonderful show. We've had the likes of Dusty Springfield, Can, Pavarotti, and an array of friends. We've had Leonard Cohen, The Nature Centre, Joni Mitchell, Talking Heads, Prefab Sprout, David Bowie, John Coltrane. Guys, are you happy with that? Oh, yeah. Sounds fabulous. Sounds dreamy, yeah. Lovely yeah. stuff. Now, uh, before you go, uh, before you get on your electric scooter and in your, your horse and cart to go and pick up your guests, is there anything you'd like to tell the listeners about where to look out for you, what's coming up next for... Is there anything else coming from Man's box? Eventually. Sure. Yeah. We are currently... Well, we've almost finished recording an album. It's taken a while. We've had all the setbacks of various lockdowns mm. and reworkings of songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there is an album in the works, and I imagine it will probably come out next year. Yeah. Early next probably, year, yeah, maybe? Or late this year, maybe. If or late this if we get our <laughs> shit together. Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, that's what we've got coming. Mm. And you've obviously got some y- Will Will. Yeah, stuff. I'm putting out some William, William Rogers stuff over the next few months. So yeah. I've got putting out a single this Friday. So yeah. as in the time of recording this Friday. Yes. So we in the world. It's called Gone Shrimping. It's about going to the beach. And then I'm putting out some other songs from that uh, throughout the year. And the Rogers and Anaco play the broadcast songbook is at large. It's out now. Yeah. In the world, yeah. Have you got any live shows coming up? Yes. On July. On July. <laughs> On July, yes. The 17th. July the 17th. Of the Hair and Hounds, yeah, we're headlining. And we're playing the whole album. We are. The whole Odd Man's Box album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, Love yeah. It. I'm going to check my diary and see if I'm free. So oh. I think I might, I might come to that. Thank you. That'd be great. Yeah. That sounds good. Where, where can people find you and your, and your music? Usual places. Instagram, Spotify. Yeah. Bandcamp. I think he wants handles. Oh, sorry. If you've got handles, that's great. <laughs> Our handle is at Oddman's Box. Oh, there we go. It's quite easy. <laughs> and the Rogers and Anaco stuff is through... William. Through William. So that's at William, William Rogers. Rogers with a D. And also you can think about it on Pierre Anaco Music. Pierre Anaco Music. Yeah. That's me. Great stuff. Well, guys, thank you very, very much for doing this. It's been an absolute joy to talk to you both. And yeah. uh, you can go off in your electric scooter and your horse and cart... And have an absolute whale of a time. Oh, well, thank you, Pete, for hosting such a wonderful festival. And it's just so lucky that you managed to cobble together our favourite artists last minute. So, yeah, I know. Yeah. And considering restrictions as well. There are no restrictions. Well, there we have it. The Dream Festival lineup of Mr. William William Rogers and Miss Piera Anako. And uh, if you want to listen to Rogers and Anako play the Broadcast Songbook, it is out now on Spotify. And if you're unfamiliar with Broadcast, then I suggest, uh, strongly suggest, in fact, that you seek out their music. It's not difficult, in all fairness. Uh, and they will be playing that EP in its entirety at the Hare and Hounds on July the 10th. 
2021 in support of Bryony Williams. Um, as this comes out, it is the 29th of June, I believe. So you've got uh, a couple of weeks to get your tickets. But get your tickets in fast because it's all going to be socially distanced and tickets will sell fast. Their regular band, along with the polite opinions of drummer Nathan Jones, Odd Man's Box will be at the hair a week later on the 17th of July, playing songs from their forthcoming album. Please do get along to that if you can. I can't go, unfortunately, because uh, I've got a gig of my own. So if someone would like to be there on my behalf to rep me, I'd be very, very grateful. Just don't smash the place up or anything. Please, it's not what I want. Uh, links to tickets I'll put in the description, so go and have a look at that. Uh, Piera also plays in a band fronted by Miss Rosie T, and they have a show the day after on the 18th of July, again at the Hare. So they're very much at the Hare and Hounds, uh, the week beginning the 10th of July uh, through to the 18th. Uh, Andrew, a.k.a. William William, a.k.a. Double Bill, has a solo single out as well called Gone Shrimping, uh, and there's an album as well to come from that, uh, which features the talents of Pete Churchill on the accordion and Ben Muirhead on double bass. And it's just been added to the official Brum Radio A-list as well. Don't forget to join up to the Patreon, patreon.com slash dreamfestpod, where you'll get an extra 20 plus minutes with my beautiful, beautiful guests. And you'll find out who makes their ultimate band lineup, which uh, I'm going to let you into a secret we've entitled Hot Mess. Yeah, who could have made that show? You'll also find out who they're going to hang out with backstage and who they're going to to jump on stage with and sing that one special song and you'll also find out who's going to play me in the film of odd man's box the journey so patreon.com slash dreamfestpod you can follow us on socials uh, twitter facebook and insta all at dreamfestpod please tell your friends and let them know it's a place where the festival circuit still exists and they can get some wonderful people to play there my thanks again to william and piera for being such lovely guests to rich farmer for the artwork to guri bosch for the photography to jane powell for the music to the brum radio podcast channel for hosting and to you for listening join me again next time for another wonderful wonderful guest and lineup but for now please look after yourselves each other stay safe and remember if you book them they will come bye bye thank you for listening to this brum radio podcast don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app